Taylor, the Rambling Boy, broadcasting live from Marfa Public Radio Studios in downtown Marfa on this chilly Friday in May. I have had so many requests for the story I mentioned on last week's program about James Boone Fogerson and the cattle that turned into pigs that I feel compelled to tell it on this week's program. Mr. Fogerson was my great-uncle's Will and Sid Border's brother-in-law. They had married two sisters, and he had married the third. He was also the station agent at Hungerford, Texas, for the Galveston, Harrisburg, and San Antonio Railway Company, which meant that he went down and opened the station twice a day when trains came through in case there were passengers who wanted to get on or off. A rare event in the 1930s, as Hungerford had a population of about 300 people. My two great uncles had a cattle company called Border and Border, and they frequently shipped carloads of cattle to the Fort Worth stockyards from Hungerford. As cattle shippers, they were entitled to free passenger passes to Fort Worth and back, which provided them with a bulk in the caboose both ways. They took turns using their passes to accompany the cattle to Fort Worth, as each enjoyed an occasional unsupervised night away from their wives in the bars along Fort Worth's Exchange Avenue. Once, when they had both made the trip to Fort Worth together and were climbing out of the caboose at Hungerford, a little worse for the wear, they were confronted by an angry James Boone Fogerson. How come you fellows never ask me to take a load of cattle to Fort Worth, he said. I'd enjoy a little fun up there, too. Uncle Sid and Uncle Will explained to their brother-in-law that it had never occurred to them to ask him because they knew that, as a railway employee, he already had a free passenger pass and could go anywhere he wanted at any time. Well, he admitted that was true, but I need an excuse. I can't just light out and go to Fort Worth. My wife would never understand. Uncle Will and Uncle Sid, being married men themselves, understood and promised their brother-in-law that the next time they shipped cattle, they would see that he accompanied the cars to Fort Worth. When the next shipping day rolled around, Uncle Sid and Uncle Will loaded their cattle into two cattle cars and put their brother-in-law in the caboose. They explained to him that the train stopped for an hour in Waxahachie, where the train crew would take the cattle out of the cars and put them in a pen to water them 
and that all that Ferguson had to do was to check and see that the cattle were back on the train before it left Waxahachie. Ferguson was a sort of know-it-all, and because he worked for the railroad, he knew that all the cars on any given train had numbers, and that all he had to do in Waxahachie was to make sure that the cattle cars containing the border and border cattle were still part of the train when it left Waxahachie. He was in a poker game in the caboose all through the Waxahachie stop. And just before the train pulled out for Fort Worth, he asked the brakeman if cars number such and such and such and such were still part of the train. And he was assured that they were. When they got to the Fort Worth stockyards, those two cars turned out to be full of pigs. The border and border cattle were back in the pen and walks a hatchy, happily munching hay and guzzling water. It took a couple of days to sort this out and get the cattle on to Fort Worth. There were fees to pay in Waxahachie and additional freight charges, all of which Ferguson paid out of his own pocket. Word of his misadventure preceded him to Hungerford, and when he finally got off the train there, he was met by his two grinning brothers-in-law and every other adult male in Hungerford. No one said a word, but as he climbed down from the train, a low grunting sound began to emanate from the crowd, punctuated by an occasional oink, oink. Ferguson turned a bright red, climbed into his buggy, drove home, and sent his wife to open the station for the rest of the week. When he finally reappeared in public, he let it be known that he did not care to discuss pigs, ham, or even bacon, ever, and everyone respected his wishes. The Border family seemed to have a difficult time delivering cattle. Shortly after World War II, Uncle Will's son, Alex Border, had to take a trailer full of Brema cattle from Hungerford to a buyer in San Angelo. He got a friend to go along with him, and although they left Hungerford early on a Friday morning, it was nearly dark when they reached San Angelo. Alex called the buyer, and he told Alex to put the cattle in the pens at the auction barn, and he would meet him there with a check as soon as the banks opened on Monday. Alex had expected the buyer to have the check ready when he arrived so that he could go back to Hungerford the next morning. He and his friend did as they were instructed, but Alex was still steaming about being forced to spend the weekend in San Angelo. When he and his friend had finished pinning and watering the cattle, they drove to the courthouse and walked into the sheriff's office. 
What's the fine for drunken disorderly in this town? Alex asked the deputy on duty. $28.50, the surprised deputy answered. Fine, Alex said, reaching for his wallet. We'll take six of them. Two for tonight, two for tomorrow night, and two for Sunday night. If we can find a bar that's open Sunday night. If we can't, you can keep the change. He intended to enjoy his enforced stay in San Angelo to the fullest, and he did. His friend had a pretty good time, too. You've been listening to Lon Taylor, the rambling boy. I'll be back at 11 a.m. next Friday with another story about Texas. In the meantime, remember that you can read The Rambling Boy in the Big Ben Sentinel every Thursday. This program is made possible by a generous grant from the Summerlee Foundation's program in Texas history.